Hey guys, it's Harley back for episode two of the TST Travel Podcast. Great to be back and coming at you live from the US. So the f- episode two of the podcast will be about uh, our travels from LA to Vegas and our couple of days we spent in Vegas. Kirsten and I picked up a black convertible Mustang from the rental center there at LAX and cruised on down to Las Vegas, Nevada, where we saw some of the sights on the strip and down on Fremont Street and also ventured out to Red Rock Canyon. So this is a little bit about what we found. All right, and if you want to keep up to date with all of our social media aspects of the trip, uh, TST Travel Podcast on Facebook and Instagram for me. And if you want to follow along with Kirsten on her blog, uh, at the Roaming Street on Instagram and Facebook as well. So look forward to seeing you guys there. That'll be up to date with all the photos and videos that we make from our uh, exploits on the trip. Hope you enjoy this episode again. Thanks for listening. So our trip started off with a, a 14-hour flight on Qantas over from Melbourne direct into LA, which is uh, great. I've done it a different way before when we... Last time I flew to the US, I flew with Air New Zealand and I flew uh, into Auckland and then you had to get off the plane and then reboard a different plane and head uh, across to LAX and it was much nicer. It was actually better being able to sit uh, in the same spot for the 14 hours. I got it done a little bit quicker. Uh, we also splashed out and got ourselves a little bit of extra legroom, me being about six foot two, sometimes sitting in those economy seats. Uh, is definitely not ideal and um, yeah having the extra leg room seats was absolutely invaluable Uh, the ability to be able to stretch out some people don't like it because you don't get as good a entertainment screen and things like that but um, definitely think it's well worth the money if you can get in quick enough and get your seats booked in to get the extra leg room if you're anything over six foot it's 100% 100% worth it on a long-haul flight. Usually I um, I sleep terribly on any sort of airplane. I can't sleep whether I'm on it for 16 hours. I've flown direct back from uh, the US to Australia into Sydney and I spent 14, I think 14, 14 and a half hours on that flight and didn't sleep a wink. I stayed up the whole time. And even on my flight from Auckland the last time I came to the US, uh, into LAX, I hadn't slept in about 24 hours, and I struggled to struggled to get any sleep in on that flight because um, of the just the lack of room we had. Uh, I think that was a, a difference with flying with Qantas as well. The the extra width in the shoulders was good. I was sat next to a, another guy who was fairly tall and brought across the shoulders, but we didn't have any trouble uh, stretching out and sort of finding a comfortable position to sit in there in economy. So definitely well worth the the cash to splash out and get yourself the extra legroom seats if you're a, a taller person or you want to be comfy and my girlfriend Kirsten didn't even have to pay any extra for her seat because it was slightly obstructed by the bulkhead and uh she uh, sorry the emergency exit door and she loved it because she had somewhere to put her feet up she's a little bit shorter than me uh there so it was uh good and comfy flight I couldn't keep myself awake I think I had three or four sleeps of probably four hours and only got really woken up to have a bit of food and go back to sleep, started watching some movies. I don't think I got all the way through one movie, but all in all, uh, a good flight on Qantas uh, into LAX. Uh, Once we landed, we headed over, just got a shuttle to the car rental place where we'd pre-booked our um, car rental. We got ourselves a convertible Mustang, got to pick the the colour ourselves. There was a couple of different options. I think we had black or or silver. 
uh, we opted to go with the the black Mustang, which was something that uh, Kirsten had organised for me a little bit earlier on before we headed off, which was one of those things when you have the opportunity to cruise around for a couple of days in a, a car that you're probably not going to have back home. It's uh, it's lovely to do. And um, the Mustang was beautiful to drive. It was a brand new one. I think it only had about 10,000 kilometres on the clock and uh, it was an absolute pleasure to drive along the highway, put the top down. It was um, it was a beautiful sunny day in LA as we headed off down the highway and uh, a great drive all the way through to Vegas. It was a little bit daunting or th- thinking about it on the flight over, we um, would have been driving out of LA somewhere around peak hour. It was about nine o'clock in the morning when we left the car rental place and um, in a different car on the wrong side of the road, on the wrong side of the uh, the car as well, the different side of the car being on the left uh, from home in Australia. It was definitely a different experience. Just had to remember our long lefts and tight rights when we were turning I didn't really have any troubles. It was pretty basic to get out of where we were and head down onto the highway to um, towards Vegas. And the something that I would recommend if you're not going to have a SIM card or any data on your phone, download the Google Maps app and you can download the directions and it will use the GPS on your phone, which doesn't uh, require any data or anything like that. And um, we were able to direct ourselves all the way to, to Vegas without having a SIM card of any description in our phone just using the internal GPS on the phone, which was great. Uh, it was a great help to us there and um, got us through the, the roads really clearly. I find the American traffic signs so much easier to read than Australian traffic signs. They just uh, put you in the right spot and they give you plenty of warning as well, which um, which made cruising down the highway pretty easy. It was very congested still. Uh, it took us, I think it took us nearly two hours to get out of LA and onto the, the main highway towards Vegas, but... It was a, a nice, easy cruise, and um, once we once we got out on the open road, it was I think it was 70, 75 miles an hour all the way down the highway, which is nice and quick, and uh, made a, a pretty easy work of that long long drive to Vegas. Um, a tip if you're driving through LA, uh, if you've got more than one person in the car, jump in that carpool lane. It moves a whole lot quicker. There's hardly any people in it, and even people who are uh, sort of have two or three people in their car, don't seem to use it for whatever reason. But just be aware when you merge into it that the cars in it can be doing a, a lot different speed to what you're doing. So I think at one point the traffic where we were was doing about 20, mile, 20 miles an hour and then we merged into the carpool lane and we are doing about 60, 65 miles an hour down the, down the highway there. So just be aware of that when you move in. Um, but definitely do that to save yourself some time. If you're driving on those freeways in LA there, Carpools are carpool lanes are everywhere. Just keep an eye out for your exit when you need to move across. Um, and as long as you're sort of paying attention, you'll never really have too much of an issue. If you're driving from well along our drive from Vegas, uh, LA to Vegas, we stopped off at a little spot called Prim. It's right on the highway there. It's just a quick little exit. It's just as you cross the California-Nevada border. There's a couple of big casinos there. We stopped just to stretch our legs a little bit. Um, we got some gas station food at one of the earlier stops uh, and just yeah stopped in Prim for a bit of a stretch of the legs. There's a couple of service stations there that where you can get fuel if you're traveling and you've used up a bit of it if you've driven around uh, some other places there uh, there's a couple of big casinos as well 
<laughs> look, they're nothing nothing too special. I think one we went into and it was a bit stinky and the other one there was about three people in it, which was interesting in itself. Um, one of those places where I think they just sort of built it because they, they could because they are allowed to gamble there in Nevada and not so much in California, I believe. So uh, it was it was definitely worth checking out. And there's also some big outlet malls there um, that uh, are worth checking out. Again, absolute, seemed to be absolutely deserted, but every shop was was full of clothes and bargains and deals and and stuff like that. So if you're driving and you're a bit of a shopper, you want to and you want to avoid the rush of the the Vegas outlets, definitely stop in Prim and. And have a bit of a look, and uh, there's a massive big roller coaster there as well, and a, a little adventure theme park. Uh, we stopped there right in the middle of the day, so it was way too hot to be outside. So we just uh, walked around the casinos in the the air conditioning, and away we went, which was pretty good. Got to stretch the legs out a little bit, and uh, we grabbed some food again, and off we headed to to Vegas. And it wasn't too far to drive from Vegas there; I think it was only an hour, an hour and a half um, until we got there. When we got to Vegas, we were we, we stayed in the MGM Signature, which is just behind the MGM Grand, which is uh, about a block off the Strip. Uh, it was nice, clean, tidy. I don't think you need too much of a fancy room when you're staying in Vegas because uh, you don't really spend that much time in the room by the time you go out to eat and walk through all the casinos and do a bit of gambling and stuff like that. You only really go back to your rooms to sleep, so there's not really much point in uh, in spending big dollars on a hotel room unless you've got it to splash around. If you have a couple of good wins on the tables or, or whatever it may be, you might find yourself up in one of those nice uh, high roller suites. But uh, for us, the MGM signature was more than enough. It was a nice little hotel room. We could give them the car and they would valet park it for us for free, uh, just um, call the desk down and tell them that we wanted the car ready and they'd have it ready for us when we got there uh but next time if we if we do end up heading back to vegas we'll definitely be staying in fremont street just to avoid there's uh, a hotel down in fremont street which the name of it escapes me i'm pretty sure it is four queens uh where you can dodge the resort fee which is uh which is charged by all of the all of the hotels on the strip as well as um as well as a couple, most of the hotels down on Fremont Street, but I believe there is a couple down on Fremont Street that don't charge the the resort tax, which stung us an extra ninety nine dollars for the two nights that we stayed, um, and that include that did include we paid an extra seven dollars to to get upgraded to the balcony sort of room, which um, was just a sweet talk by the the guy at the front desk. He asked us, and when it's seven dollars, it's seven dollars. So uh, there, that's where we headed up to. One of my other things that I sort of noticed about Vegas was if you aren't much of a gambler, two days is going to be plenty enough for you. Two days and probably just one night, two nights if you uh, can get a cheaper flight on a different day, but I would recommend you only need two days in Vegas. It's um, one of those places where once you've been through one of the casinos and done a little bit of gambling, there's some interesting stuff to see in all of them. It's really nice to walk through uh Caesar's Palace. Last time we went to Vegas, we got uh, my girlfriend and I got lost in, I believe it was the Venetian. We walked around. I think we walked around in there for nearly two hours trying to find our way out because we just walked all the way to the back and couldn't figure out how to get out, which was interesting in and of itself. But uh, yeah, two days is plenty if you're not if you're not going to be taking in many shows, um, which we didn't because we were on a bit of a budget and uh, some of those tickets can be pretty pricey. 
and you're not going to sit at the tables for if you're not one of those people that can sit at the tables for six seven eight hours then um yeah two days is plenty to see all the all the sites there head up to the stratosphere tower unfortunately when we went up there we weren't able to go on any of the rides uh as there was a, a thunderstorm starting to roll in but the uh stratosphere tower is definitely a cool place to check out and they have a happy hour between four and six as well where you can get score yourself some cheap drinks and uh have a look out over you can eat there as well there's a revolving restaurant that gives you a 360 view around the whole vegas trip and down to fremont street and up into the mountains and and all that sort of stuff which looked nice it did we only went up for for a couple of drinks which it did have a two drink minimum when we got up to the stratosphere um and the restaurant downstairs did look like it was uh some finer dining looked like some it would be a more expensive sort of place to eat if you're going to head up there uh but it was a beautiful view up there and you get to see all of vegas the strip uh you can walk around and see where all the houses are down to fremont street uh out towards reno and also all the big mountains around uh, Vegas there in that sort of valley that they've got going, which is um, really, really nice. I definitely recommend checking out uh, the Stratosphere Tower, but don't walk there from the Strip. <laughs> definitely jump on uh, one of the buses. They have the, I believe it's called the Deuce. Uh, you can get on. Kirsten and I had the bright idea that, oh, we can walk that far. Um, and let's just say by halfway there, we are both very sweaty and there isn't a whole lot of casinos once you get out of that main sort of strip area. So we couldn't even really walk in anywhere for aircon or anything like that. So definitely take an Uber, take the bus uh, if you're going to head down there or do it on the way to Fremont Street or something like that. If uh, if you have someone who's going to be a designated driver, don't try and walk it because that Las Vegas heat is very, very hot. I think it was uh, about 110 degrees Fahrenheit uh, the couple of days we were there because we were there at the start of August. Um, so that's about 40, 45 degrees Celsius. So it was a very, very warm day. So you got to make the most of walking down the strip. Uh, make sure you duck into all the, all the casinos and take plenty of, uh, take plenty of advantage of the aircon. Make sure you're also probably not just drinking booze because that's how you end up one of those people passed out in the street in the middle of the day, which we did see a few of walking down the strip. Um, they do have awesome uh, margaritas sort of. They come out of frozen slushy-style machines, uh, which are full of full of booze, which are great fun to have a drink of. They are pretty pricey as well, but um, definitely if you're just going to Vegas for a couple of days and you want a bit of a novelty, uh, tuck into one of those. They have heaps and heaps of different flavours and, they can make them pretty strong for you if you're looking to uh, enjoy yourself and have a few drinks. So, uh, And they are a great way to keep cool, but make sure you probably, if you're going for a, a bit of a walk through the casinos, take advantage of uh, some bottled water or something like that. They're only about a dollar and it could uh, could save you getting a bit messed up too early and not getting to see the nightlife of the strip. Um, another thing we found... Uh, as we were sitting in, we were sitting in a casino. It was the Main Street Casino down in Fremont Street, and uh, we were sitting on a table playing blackjack. And Kirsten and I had both we'd lost a bit, and we'd won a bit, but we were both back up. Kirsten was up about eighty dollars, and I think I was back up to about twenty dollars profit um, from being down to about my last five dollar poker chip, uh, last five dollar blackjack chip there. 
Um, and we were both sort of debating, do we stay for a couple more hands? Do we go? And the lady came over and asked us if we'd like uh, a couple more drinks, which we went, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll make the most out of it because you get free drinks while you're sitting there gambling in uh, in Vegas, if you didn't know that. And um, we were like, oh, yeah, we'll stay and we'll get an extra drink. But just beware because they play a little bit of a strategy game themselves there, the, the sneaky pe- people of Vegas. The house always wins, which we all know. And they take their sweet time coming back with your drinks, so it gives the dealer plenty of time to win back their money. And I think I went back down to about $15, and Kirsten broke back to even. We both started the night with 100 I walked away with 15 and Kirsten walked away with her, with her back with her $100. Um, so a, a lesson there, if you're sitting there on the tables or on a, on a slot machine or a pokey machine and you're not sure whether to stay or go, if you're up or down, the chances are if you stay and wait for your drink, you're probably going to be waiting 10 or 15 minutes and you're probably going to lose what you've got in the machine or on the table at the minute. So just a sneaky one there. It's always tempting to get free booze, but just uh, just play a bit of a cost-benefit analysis in your head and see uh, see what the odds are of you coming up with a better, better profit, whether it's worth just going down to CVS and one of the pharmacies along the strip there and purchasing yourself a, a can of beer for a dollar sixty and saving yourself fifty or sixty dollars in gambling losses. What I found walking between the strip and walking down Fremont Street, Fremont Street's a bit of a better vibe than the strip. I feel it's not quite as hectic. You can sort of take your time a little bit on the Fremont Street experience there. They've got that covered in roof that has awesome, interesting light shows and they have live music and buskers and lots of interesting stuff. I also found that the the casinos on Fremont Street are a little bit more hospitable. Um, the casinos up on the strip are definitely a money-making machine. Their minimum bets are usually between sort of – the minimum bets you usually see there are about $2 unless – your, uh, sorry, about $20 unless you're on um, one of the very cheap games or one of the games where it's very unlikely you're going to win, whereas down on Fremont Street you can play $5 blackjack for a while and, and uh, a bit cheaper poker as well um, if you're into that and they have the cheaper slot machines as well that don't chew through the money quite as quickly. Uh, which is nice, and it also I also found the dealers down there to be a little bit. I play mainly blackjack, and I also found the dealers to be a little bit more uh, nice, and they have a bit more fun with you, and they're willing to work with people who maybe don't know the games as well. So, if you're new to gambling or you don't do it a whole lot, uh, and you're headed to Vegas, I definitely recommend at least hitting up Fremont Street first, um, but definitely go down there. Don't just spend all your time on the strip because you'll. Uh, you'll blow through a lot more money up on the Vegas Strip than you will just uh, just gambling there down on Fremont Street. Um, and, yeah, the just the vibe walking down the street to the live music and, and stuff like that, I definitely found that a lot nicer than the, the hustle and bustle and it can be a little bit crowded and a little bit more expensive up on the Strip. So if you're budget conscious as well, if you throw one too many chips down on the blackjack table, just, um, yeah, head down to Fremont Street and give it a look. You can hit the, the zip line, which goes the whole length of the Fremont Street experience there under that big LED light roof, uh, which definitely looks really cool. Uh, you can do it laying down and get a bit of a thrill while you check out all the craziness that's going on beneath you. 
Uh, just be aware as well that there's a lot of, if you're taking kids down there or something like that, we noticed uh, a little bit later on in the night, we got out of one of the casinos at about 1am and there was a lot of people walking around smoking weed, um, which is legal in Nevada, but uh, if you're running around with kids late at night, it's probably not going to be best for them. And also a lot of uh, the ladies there who do the busking where they take photos with you for uh, for tips, they're also usually pretty uh, pretty in pretty revealing clothes. So if you've got kids, I wouldn't recommend it, but if you're on a boys' weekend, it, uh, it would probably do you good to head down to Fremont Street and get some pictures taken. They only work for tips. You don't have to pay them at a set rate. Uh, they do get pretty testy with you if you don't pay them the right amounts, um, but they'll take photos with your phone or, or whatever you want to do there. Another recommendation that I'd have if you're going to hit up Vegas uh, and if you have access to a car or a rental car, uh, hit up Red Rock Canyon. It's a national park. It's only about 15 minutes uh, from the Vegas Strip. Um, we headed out there in the Mustang, and if you've got a nice car, um, especially a convertible, put the top down, crank the air conditioning up, and go for a cruise through there. It's a, it's a national park, so you do have to pay to get in, and because we are going to be in the States for probably about six months and cruising around checking out a lot of the different national parks. We bought an America the Beautiful Pass, which cost us $80, uh, which is a worthwhile investment for us because, yeah, we'll be probably hitting 10 or 15, maybe even 20 or 25 national parks, and we will um, – you have to pay to get into most of them. Uh, I believe the Red Rock Canyon one was somewhere between $15 and $20 on its own, so the $80 pass that gets you into – those places is um, is really, really good value there. Uh, there is a lot of different hiking trails and stuff like that that you can go through Red Rock Canyon uh, on. I would recommend not doing that in summer because I was sweating my backside off uh, sitting in a car with air conditioning. With We did have the top down for a bit of a novelty um, with the sun beating down on us, but uh, definitely if you're going to go hiking there, it looks like a beautiful spot for a hike, but... Um, if you're going to go in summer, take plenty of water and probably head out early in the morning or at least wait till the winter months when it's not going to be 45 degrees outside. But um, it's a great place to go and maybe just relax a little bit on your way home if you're headed back to LA or if you're on your way into Vegas, just a nice way to chill out a little bit before you hit the the big bright lights of the Strip and uh, head into, into town there where it can get a little bit of hustle and bustle going on. But, yeah, beautiful drive. I'm going to put some video up on Facebook of our that we took with the, the drone and the GoPro as we were driving through. It's a beautiful winding sort of scenic road up past the canyon and then into the through the hills there. It only took us, I think it took us about half an hour to do the drive. Um, the Yeah, that's the scenic drive. And uh, we were spending some time stopping at the different car parking spots and doing a bit of reading as well as, uh, flying around with the drone and, and taking some pictures and stuff like that as well. So definitely worth the visit if you uh, like some beautiful scenery there down in uh, Red Rock Canyon. And, again, it only took us about 15 minutes to drive out there. It's a nice, easy drive straight down the highway. Um, it's two or three turns and, and you're there, which is awesome fun. And, uh, yeah, so that was pretty much our experience in Vegas. We, If we missed anything, just let us know in the comments. We'll probably head back there, maybe not on this trip, but we'll probably be heading back there at some point in our lives. So tell us what we missed if we need to check anything out. 
another thing that I did notice as we came through the airport, which we, we had a little, little bit of trouble with in Melbourne, but they're a little bit more uh, investigative of it in um, in Las Vegas airport. We have a, a bit of a tech backpack as one of our carry-on items where we carry our, our drone and our GoPro and our laptops and iPad and um, SLR camera and all of our different chargers and cables and all that sort of stuff for uh, phone charging and, and things like that. And uh, every time we've gone through an x-ray machine, we've had to pull it apart and pull everything out and explain what everything was and, and what's going on. Everything's always cleared and been allowed to go on to the plane. But, uh, yeah, we've we've had some trouble with customs. So just be aware that if you're packing a bag that uh, has a fair few cables in it or, or a drone or, or anything like that that can show up uh, a little bit strange on an x-ray machine, just be prepared that you're probably going to get pulled over uh, by the, the guys at TSA or Customs and just asked to explain what it is. I believe uh, I use a microphone to record this podcast and they had to test that to make sure it was actually a microphone, which we didn't have any qualms with because we had nothing to hide. We were a little bit confused about what else a microphone could be. But, um, yeah, they tested that and they also tested our muesli bars to make sure they didn't have any uh, controlled substances in it. I think a, a something that a lot of people maybe make the mistake of coming out of Vegas and Nevada where marijuana is legal. They think they can take it uh, to wherever they live, but just be aware that if you have something that looks like snacks, uh, they're probably going to pull you over at uh, TSA and give them a bit of a swab to make sure because you're not allowed to transport them across uh, through the airports because it's still federally illegal in, uh, in the US. So, just be aware that if you're carrying snacks, you're probably going to get pulled over by TSA as well. After we headed uh, from Vegas, we headed to meet up with some friends and family in Nebraska City uh, for the next lot of adventures, and that's what the next episode of the podcast will be about. So thanks for listening. Uh, don't forget to check out uh, the Roaming Street blog at uh, theroamingstreet.com.au, uh, sorry, just .com, as well as her on Facebook, TST Travel Podcast on facebook for us as well thanks for listening and uh, we'll be coming at you next week with an update about uh, everything that we got up to in nebraska city thanks a lot so long